vibes and libido we are your hosts trip and kiki the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth join us as we delve into all the things you lust the lies that we tell ourselves and why our libido drives us to distraction this is adult only content so no kitties under 18 please our dialogue is open honest and raw but most of all we're here to have fun Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. All right, people, we back for part two of the men and discussing emotions and emotional maturity episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. We thank you for tuning in. Please let us know what you think of the episode. Email us at lustliesandlibido.com. We would love to hear your feedback. We've been hearing great feedback so far on episode, uh, well, part one of this episode, and we can't wait to hear back from your feedback, uh, hear from your, from you on your feedback for episode or part two. I can't talk right now. I don't know what's, what's going on. I'm just tongue tied. So I think I'm so excited to, to get to part two, um, because we left off at a great point. So tune in, let us know what you think. Hope you enjoy. And that's the thing we have to get out of. We have to stop thinking that. Say what? Allow me to say this. And I I get your point. I get your point. But my point is simple. At the moment you're telling me, you're telling me there's a cap on the type of relationship that we can have. Without the side, I joke a lot. But the reality of it is you're telling me that there's parameters on what we have. And there's a part there's a part of us that is already taken because what if I have space for that? So, so what I'm saying is let us develop before I have to think about another man in our relationship. You know how that's damaging to, to, to me. I can't speak for other men, but if I have to equate another dude involved with you, when I think of you I have to think, Oh, I'm on my phone with my bestie. I would hope that she has, you know what I'm saying? I hope that it's a she, but if she say that, then I'm now I'm thinking, damn, what if I needed to talk to you? Now I'm competing with some random dude that you slept with? I'm he ain't my best friend. So 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 how could I feel comfortable building with you? When I, I read this book years ago called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? And in the book it has something called emotional bank. It was like basically when you meet, you put in, you put in, and then people, when things happen, they withdraw. But then you get to the red. You telling me if we got both $100 in the bank and you say, I'm going to make a $150 withdrawal. Because basically now I got to think about this other dude. I don't want to think about no other man. But I don't. But that's the thing. You don't have to think about it. The moment she says that, I have to think about that other guy. I have to. He's, you just added him to the equation. I wanted me one plus one. You said one plus one and a half. I'm good. That's what comes goes back right to the beginning of this of this conversation, and and when I say back to the beginning of the conversation, it's it's and it's where you're not you're feeling vulnerable and on the defensive because you you're comparing yourself to this other person, and you know to to use that to use that analogy. Look at your when I was a kid, I looked at my grandparents. Okay. And I asked my grandparents, I said, my one set of grandparents, do you ever worry that 
my these other grandparents love me more than you do and they said well why why would we we why would we worry that they love you more than we do there's there's enough there's enough love to go around and you don't have to have there's not like a a certain amount of love you just have love and i'm not saying that to to delegitimize concerns and everything but you know if you have if you have a, a relationship with a woman and that relationship is growing and it's solid and it's 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 progressing you shouldn't feel threatened or or inadequate to any other man so who cares you know if if she's having a conversation with this with this guy it's it boils down to is are you enough for her and is she enough for you and if if there's and if it's not then maybe it's a relationship that shouldn't be happening anyway if she presents the question she's sabotaging the relationship that's my point that's all i'm saying yeah. like that question that information isn't necessary at all actually until like unless it's like you we talking early early like we say in two dates you basically saying that now i had something more to the equation like you saying i have a like she it's like almost saying well i have a male best friend i slept with it's like that means that that's part of your life you're just saying yeah. so that they don't have to question your maturity level because why can't you have a male best friend you slept with without it interfering with the new love if i'm the new love why does that even matter? Let me if, if you tell told me, me if you tell me what you told me, then why the why would that be a part of it? Let me ask. Why you would that even be part of the equation? Because it has to be. It, it has, has to be. be a part of the equation, Shake. Because when you meet someone, and I, I mean, and I know we said two dates, but you know, I'm I'm saying basically, uh, you know you when you when you're when you dating someone okay it doesn't have to be just two dates you know by the time you get to two or three dates there's some time invested you know with the phone calls and all of that there is some time invested because you like this person you interested you know you trying to find out as much as you can because you're intrigued it's exciting you know that whole meeting somebody off the break is fun okay but when is it the right time because if i say to you we're talking on the phone and you know you and i have been seeing each other for a couple of times and i say to you oh this is this my boy this my boy larry let me i'm gonna call you back you're gonna be like who the fuck is larry and why are you getting off the phone with me to talk to larry so it's like when is it ever the appropriate time to tell you there, there is go. this other man who is in my life who he's here before you and we're really just friends we're just friends. That's it. If it was going to be more than that, guess what, bruh? You and I wouldn't be talking. You right. would not even be an equation or an option. So when is it the right time to say to you, you know, there's this other male person in my life. He's going to be in my life. You're going to meet him if you, if you and I develop into something more. But I got to tell you at the beginning, because if I tell you later, then you're really going to be suspicious. Like, oh, where he come from all of a sudden? How come you ain't tell me about him before? You can't I have was, it both ways. You got to pick a struggle. You can't have so me was, tell you in the beginning, and then you want to cut me off because now I've shared this information with you. But then if I wait and tell you later, and then this dude pops up out of nowhere, you like, well, that's suspicious. Where he been well, all think, this time? You know, I, which one I, is it? 
I was, I, I got cut off for a minute, but hearing the end of, of that statement, if I could just jump on that. Um, it sounds like we're working on extremes here. I, I think that there's a middle ground. It doesn't need to be in the first two dates, and it also doesn't need to be three years down the line. I think that there's just a gauge on when it, when it, that information should be disclosed. And I think when you feel like, all right, this could be going somewhere because you guys have learned enough about each other is when that information could be like, I think that that happens organically. I think to just shuffle, like to just immediately volunteer that information could be kind of off-putting. Right. Like, I think there's a middle ground, the ground that could be met in that situation. It happens organically as you get to know somebody, but to like immediately be like, 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 you know, you want to know why it kind of just feels socially weird. Like imagine me going on a date, like fairly early in getting to know someone and be like, by the way, my mom is fucking crazy. You know, like, it's like, all right, I feel you. Thanks for telling me. But but it could have been later. You know what I'm saying? And I understand what you're saying. I would like to establish one thing. So are you have you had sex with her or not? Because if you haven't had sex with her a lot more, if you if you had sex, then you might be able to because what what I mean by that is not that sex is the most important thing, but you kind of starting to develop an actual kind of thing. You know, you're not you're not even knowing if you're compatible that way. So you kind of want to, you know, I'm t- men are primitive. We're very, we're not, we're primitive. Like, even though I fight it, I read books and I meditate. At certain levels, I'm going to react like, like very primitive. So I, I kind of, you know, I would like to have some type of development before she tells me some information. Like, because truth of the matter is, I probably wouldn't care at a certain point. But the second day, yeah. when we get to each other, it's kind of like, okay, what are you trying to say that, that I should be, I haven't even been physically involved with you. We don't even know if we're compatible at that level. So how are you telling somebody to see, slept with you before I even know what we have in that level? Like what I'm saying is that's yeah. the part that about the question. It doesn't give me enough time to even know if I'm dealing with you, which then says you're taking more from me than what we've even built. So therefore I'm in a negative. That means the whole relationship's going to be at a deficit. Okay. My- so, so that, so it boils down to, uh, like, like what was what was said, the pros and the cons. I mean, when you're first, when you're when you're first getting involved with somebody, you're laying out, you know, you're putting your best foot forward, and constantly. Of course, you're, put, you're putting your best foot forward. And it's when you start to, you, you know, you start to let down your guard around your your potential partner. That's that's when that that comes up. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a, the second date or the twentieth date, but you know, everybody knows that. Like on the first date, if somebody starts talking about marriage and kids, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck is, what the fuck did I walk in on? Oh, you know what? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but let me, Kiki, Kiki, if you guys, if you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. um, how would you feel if early on meeting a guy, he, he told you his best friend was a female that he had had sex with? Okay. <clears throat> Honestly, from the beginning, if, if he's telling me early on, I want to know. And I'm like you said, I want to know. And I want to know because, you know, I base a lot of things on energy. So if he's telling me this information and I have the opportunity to meet her, then that allows me to really fill out what that energy really is. And then that will allow me to know whether he's telling the truth or not. 
and then I can proceed from there. Because what I was going to say to Shake is, you know, I hear what he's saying. You know, if if you get told too soon, you you cutting everything off. You know, that's you putting the cons before the pros. Okay, so I'm supposed to wait till we four months in and we laying up in bed and, and four months in four months you you we have we know each other you know we started to meet each other's friends and you start to become involved in each other's life okay that's an so extreme though just, you don't think so like four months is an extreme like you should know by then no what i'm saying let me finish what i'm saying but because I'm, right, I'm, I'm i'm addressing this to, to what shake was saying because he says if you tell too soon i'm cutting it off i'm not I'm giving you the con first before the pros. I'm not even given the opportunity. He's not going to give me the opportunity to progress because he doesn't want to think about another person. So if I fast forward into the relationship by four months, six months, and we chilling and we just laying there and I'm like, listen, babe, um, I got to tell you about my male best friend. Is it still going to be acceptable if I wait that point that far in to say all of a sudden now I have this male best friend that you knew nothing about all this time? Is it still it's still not going to be okay? Well, well, no, wait. Okay. I honestly I'll be honest with you. I think your 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 uh, your chances of success are much higher. Like, I think in that situation, like if you tell me that at that point, I'll be like, uh. Like you, like you're already here, right? Like, like the investments are already made. Here's the thing. It's so much harder to pull out of an investment when you're already in the investment figuratively and literally. Right. And then yeah. it's also, it's also like, it, it's all, it's like, it's so much easier to be like, you know what? This is a bad investment in, in, in the early stages. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, it's just this idea of it's, 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 it, it's easier. It's easier to say, you know what, I'm gonna ride this out later into it. So like six months into it, you're like, you know what, I got time into this. I've I've realized this person is a good person. If they're telling me now, there must be a reason, right? There must be a reason. Like they want to share this with me. They're being open with me. But in the early stages, this is why I made the difference between like, do I just am I just trying to fuck, or is this something that I want to grow with, right? It's like, I, and this is just me keeping it super 100. I would love to say. I, I would love to say, tell, go ahead, tell me in the second day, and I'll be fine with it. But honest truth is, if you tell me that, I'm probably just, I'll, I'll keep it super 100 back, and I'll be like, that's kind of uncomfortable for me. And I'm, I'll probably be like, I don't know if that's what I'm looking for, right? right. Like, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm able to deal with that situation, be, not because of a trust issue, but more so because of the social ramifications of that particular situation right, right? so let's break the thing is about it let's break that down yeah so the social ramifications that you're concerned about all lead back to fear and that's the thing we're we're afraid of either how awkward this may look mm-hmm. how how uncomfortable of position this may put us in or or whatever we're afraid of is all leading back to fear and it goes back to what we were A talking about percent. earlier in the conversation yeah of understanding how to love because when you sit here and think about it, there's only two (laughs) emotions. There's two emotions, love, fear. Everybody keeps thinking that hate is the opposite of love. It's not hate, it's fear. Hate is a derivative of fear. So you're either, you can't, and and to use a a Bible verse or whatever, you can't serve two masters. So either you're gonna operate in love or you're gonna operate in fear. And if we're gonna- I I think, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to teach I think how to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to cut you off. In that sorry. love space. Now we're gonna get people. No, no, you're good, bro. We can we can teach people how to 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 kind of check themselves when we we're having those irrational, fearful moments. It's not gonna be. I, like, I don't think it's irrational. Say what? I, I think I think that's where the discourse starts here with me and what you're saying. While I agree to a degree, I think that there's a little too many absolutes here. I think that we can absolutely live in both spaces of the idea that I want to love somebody, but I'm afraid of these ramifications. Absolutely. And I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily irrational because there is a rational idea of the real consequences of a social interaction like that. The real consequences is the fact that it actually it, it 100% can affect mental health. Right. That's one. Two is that it 110% can, um, uh, can affect the literal so- social hierarchy within the social circle that you're in, right? That can affect it. Whether we want to accept that or not, it's something that can happen, right? It happens because of this, this norm that was created, but it happens regardless. So to ignore it, is, that's more irrational than the feeling in, in and of itself, right? Is to ignore the fact that it can happen altogether, that there aren't social ramifications for that situation. And one of those things could be just the idea of like having to interact with someone on a daily basis in that particular circumstance can be an uncomfortable situation, right? Depending on how you cultivate it. I think Kiki bring up an amazing point. And I think that point is when you meet the person, it's all about the energy. I've, I've been around people, I've been around people who um, I, I, I had a girl and I've, and they slept with someone and I met them and they're mad cool and I'm down to chop it up with them, right? I'm, I'm completely, completely fine with that. And you're right, it's about energy. But then at the same time, it's like, it's, it's such a, it's such a, it's a tennis match because it all, it's not something that lies specifically on the man in the situation. There needs to be a clear line of communication on both sides and transparency that I don't think we've brought up yet, right? There needs to be a transparency across the board. Thank you for being transparent about this relationship. Are you willing to be transparent enough in a way where I can get to know this person as well, right? Are you willing to open up that line of communication? Is that person willing to open up to me? Are we willing to make this a a mutual thing so we can understand who each other are? The problem is, isn't so much with the idea of this exists, it's so much of the ideas, this exists and I'm not, I don't know enough about it. And it makes me afraid of it because it's unknown because I don't know how this can affect me. Who knows where this guy, who knows where her best friend, the social circle she lies within, right? Because I, I think about this more so in the industry that I work in. Let's say, listen, they slept with each other, they're best friends. I don't know who he knows and I don't know who he's speaking to and how that could affect me along down the line based on someone, how someone perceives me and how that could affect my money or how it could affect my opportunities. There's so many different things and how socially, how that can lead to ramifications. And I say this because I've been in situations like this where I had a girl and she had slept with someone that she was still friends with. And lo and behold, I, I never got the chance to meet who this guy is through her, but I met him I met him one day when I was working. And it was this real awkward situation because it was like him and all his friends were there at that moment. And they all knew like, oh, he fucked this guy's girl, right? And the way that the perception falls on me is like, I'm the guy who hit these guys' friends, slept with his girlfriend. And the thing is about that, that can, that can change completely how people interact with you as like me as a person, right? And I think to ignore that, to ignore those ramifications and not address those things in the beginning can lead to issues down the line. So I think it's more irrational to ignore it and say, fuck that, who cares? It's, it's, it's irrational fear. 
and you should just be like down with the social norms versus saying hey let's really talk about this if you if you're true if you if you deciding to be transparent with me right now and i make the decision that you're worth your that this this situation is worth me putting forth the effort to learn more then there needs to be a certain level of transparency throughout the whole thing it's either 100% or it's none at all that's that's my point live your truth you know regardless yeah. live your truth you know and your truth is going to scare some people off and and that's just the bottom line you know you can't you can't make everybody happy at the same time sitting here trying to hide who you are or what's going on in your life that's just like i um i have a homie that would date chicks but wouldn't tell chicks about his kids until he was like 6 and 8 months in it's like bro like how how do you make this work and then he's he's so dumbfounded when he tell them and then they're like yeah i can't i can't do this like you you got kids and you ain't we like almost a year in and you ain't said nothing and it's like how do you yeah, expect people to what'd you say that's called betrayal but what i'm saying is there's a fine line between the right time to tell and and then like what i'm saying is that it would be too early for me now I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be happy with what Kiki was saying if you laying in the bed with me and say, "Hey, babe," because I'm babe at this point. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you something. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I'm not cool with that either. So I'm saying, where, where's her emotional intelligence or emotional wisdom to you know properly give me that information? Because I would like to know, but I'm not gonna know in the first. If like I said, I want to have a complete. I want to know that we have something in totality. Right before it gets carved up with your life before I got there, you feel me? It's just like anything. Babies get nine months. Well, give me three. You know what I mean? I just need three months of us before you tell me everything. You know what I mean? Give me some space to kind of figure out if this is perfect. Put in the bank first before you make a withdrawal. That's but all I, I ask. I did. Remember, I said four months, six months. So I said no, we were at the four months. The first scenario was. The, the second day. Now, like I said, four months, and then on top of that, wouldn't I know? Just Kiki, let's think about it. Wouldn't I know if I'm dating you for four months to six months that you have a male in your life that's your best friend? Regardless if you slept with him or not, I probably would have suspected it by now because I'm not an idiot. So I would have thought, <laughs> hey, they, maybe they've had some type of interaction, but it's still none of my business. So by the time you tell me, I'll be like, that makes sense because we and you got this thing and it's good, right? Okay, then. Don't pop up and tell me two days, three weeks. That means I had no shot. I, I have no confidence going into, well, not me, but a man might not have no confidence walking into the room with a person that they know have slept with a woman when they never had that experience with them, right? So if you know you having that experience with her, you're going to have more confidence. Like, give me the incubator stage so that I don't feel some type of way about the scenario. Because I'm a yeah, grown-up. I, I actually don't care, actually. I really don't care. However, but if you tell, I'm looking, look, when I meet a woman, my first initial things is my actual protection, mental health, right? So I'm scanning for her mental health, and I'm, and I'm protecting my mental health, right? So if, if I get any cues that it's off, that she's off, I go. Because I don't have time to repair you. I've tried that. It doesn't work. I don't have the degree. I'm not trying to get the degree. You got to go talk to somebody who's qualified to do that for you. What I could do is be a good partner, right? 
So if you need help, I just let you go do that. I don't even inform you. So so some women call it ghosting. It ain't ghosting if I just met you. That means you crazy. That means that something is wrong upstairs that you need to monitor and deal with because at the end of the day, we should both be building a mature, honest relationship. And it doesn't come with problems in the beginning. That's not what maturity is. You don't, I don't need, a, that's not what I want. Because that means that, okay, so she tells me three weeks she got a, a friend that's a best friend that's a, 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 that she slept with. Then another three weeks she got a crazy ex-boyfriend. Then another three weeks she got a girlfriend that's got out of prison and she wanted to do some shit. Come on. What I'm saying is, it, it seems like mental illness get that early. That early, it seems like it might be a downhill road. And I, I'm not invest properly. I invest myself so I can identify what's a bad investment. You tell me to invest, bad investment, I'm out. I pray for you. I pray for you. And I hope you find somebody that will deal with you and your boyfriend, I mean, your best friend. But see, I, I don't know, Shake. I feel like you saying two sides of of maybe the same coin i don't know because i feel like you saying don't tell me too early but at the same time don't tell me too late like i gotta i gotta figure out and balance when is the right time to tell you what that's the one i think it's organic i think just let it happen organically yeah yeah because that's possibility i'm not telling you that i got a a a girlfriend as my best friend and i sleep even if I did, know why? Because that relationship has zero to do with what I'm developing with you. And that, that's the other side of the coin. I can actually have that, but it has zero to do with what we're doing. Zero. And it should never have anything to do because I'm not sleeping with her anymore. So she's just my best friend. What the part the part where you're you slept with him is information that really shouldn't be relevant to this new relationship. In my opinion. So, okay. So you're telling me that if we're developing this relationship and let's just say three, three months, 90 days. Okay. So you don't think because, okay, just like what Josh was saying there, there has to be a level of transparency. If I'm really trying to develop something true and honest and real with you, why would I not be transparent with you? Why would I not be honest and open about what has gone on in my life, especially if this person is going to be coming around in social so, social situations, the barbecues, the parties, the baby's birthday parties, whatever it is, this person is going to be coming around because this person is a part of my life. He was a part of my life before you and I began to develop something. Now we are developing something. We're moving forward. Things look lovely and great. So why would you not want me to be honest with you? So you're telling me you want me to give you partial honesty because then later you meet him, we friends, and later you find out that this, this physical, you know, relationship happened between us. Are you going to feel okay with that, that I didn't tell you before? Are you going to feel okay that, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent honest with you? Uh, Personally, if we have developed the type of relationship that I would like, that there should be no information that should waver from our happiness. We should be in a happy space. What you're presenting to me is before we get to the space where we're happy. Because I, like I said, probably have felt the energy that maybe you might have had that interaction. Probably don't care, probably would never ask, right? 
So it's not really the, the big deal about that. I'm telling you in the beginning when I'm screening, the screening stage, I don't really, I've learned not to second guess things that become will become problems for me in the future because I tend to give more than I get when I make caveats early in the relationship, right? I, so, I understand. So, so if I start oh, oh. early going, nah, that's not a big deal. Then it becomes a whole cycle. My bad, I don't, don't want to cut you. So, so all I'm saying is, is that to me, mature wise, the woman presenting that information, it shouldn't be, it seems like it's so important that she has to tell you. That means that that relationship is important, but it's like, but why is it so relevant for me to know this? The sleeping part. I have a male best friend. Just keep it at that. Like, and like, what I'm saying is, okay. if there's no date. Yeah. What what well, I'm saying I, I, and and I think that boils down to when you're when you're in the vetting stage, when you're the relationship is starting to bloom, let's put it that way. And you're you know, you're not you're not bringing up best friends per se. You're bringing up past partners. Let's just let's just use that analogy. Uh-huh. Okay? So, past partners you know, at which point you can say, listen, you know, I, I know you have a, you've had a past and it, it just makes me uncomfortable talking about that and let it be, let it drop. But, you, you know, this is, and that, their best friend falls under that same category. It's somebody that they slept with in the past, but in the same token, you're, you know, if you're not comfortable talking about somebody's sexual history, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, hey, sweetie, I just, I'm not comfortable talking about that. Let's just not, you know, I, I know you trust me. I trust you. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to stir up old wounds or old coals, that sort of thing, and just move forward. And I, I think that's, and that's a personal call from, from every, every guy in every relationship. And think about it that way. It's like, you know, if you're dating a woman and you're two dates in or four months in and you start telling her about all your, all your sexual history, you know, same thing is going to go through her head. And some people are comfortable talking about it, some aren't. And that's what it really boils down to is like, how do you push that boundary of talking about past partners and that comfort level? Justin, I want to hear uh, your input on this. <clears throat> um, it, it's really... I mean, teach their own for me, you know, um, if you want it to be later on, that's what you That's the way that that's the, that's the relationship that you want. You know, not everybody is going to be like, you can't save everybody, you know, not everybody is going to want the truth the way you're going to deliver. You know, it's just, it is what it is for me. I mean, um, uh, like I said, for me, I wouldn't put myself in that situation. I mean, just, I I move off energy too. So based off her telling me, I would be able to read if she still is feeling this man. So I would I would have to move in the now. So I couldn't really I couldn't really tell you what I would do because I've never even experienced that. Okay. You know, so mine would be based off the energy of that that point in time that she 
lets me know. So, gotcha. uh, yeah, so okay. that, that, that's me. Okay. I, I, the real question here is at what level is this best friend going to be involved in our lives? Like, do you plan on making this best friend the godfather of the child? I'm going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is what we're doing? Like, am I going to show up to the crib and he's, like, sitting on my couch? So, so Like, what? So, <laughs> at, at what level is this person involved so in our I, lives? So can, I, can I ask something? Ugly. Hold on, hold on. Just, just, just ask this question. Go ahead, Justin. So, so I mean, so at the end of the day, the way that you know that I, I feel like the rejection of it is that's just that's y'all de- that's just that's just a man dealing with ego. For him to reject that, that's just you dealing with your ego. You know, at the end of the day, so, you you know, so so whether you want it now, later, and. It, it, you're dealing with your ego. So, so, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you're going to have to deal with in this manner is yourself. <laughs> so if you can't deal with yourself, you might as well not, not be in this situation. Not be in many situations. And that's right. the thing. And that's where it goes back to that emotional wisdom, emotional maturity is just understanding when this is a you issue or when this is an issue with the other person. Yeah. And there's a lot of times these are you issues and that you're, you're projecting onto the other person. Absolutely. So. It, it, uh, yes. You, you're not right. I think it's an ego thing, but I also think that it all depends if it's as cut and dry as it's being said, and it's promised to be that way. If, uh, if, if the woman that I'm interested in and I'm dating, if this theoretical scenario is exactly as you're saying it is, if, 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 they say, hey, this is my best friend. We're completely platonic now, but at one point we had sexual intercourse. Then, yeah, fine. If I'm, if it's promised that that's the scenario, then absolutely. There's no need for there to be ego involved because there's no threat level, right? There's no problem there. But the, the, the reality is that humans are grayscale. Humans are not black and white. It's all grayscale. So it all depends, like Kiki said, energy. Like he said, energy. It's all about energy, how you feel about the situation, the way that person moves. There's so many different nuances to this to just say, hey, it's plainly ego i think that's super dishonest to a you know a a super dishonest way to approach it because that's just in a way to say hey it's the man's it this is the man's job to get over when in reality it's the scenario to kind of see and to weigh out and to see all right what is the chances of success here is it worth it is it worth the investment right like i I, blaming the male ego on this just feels like a a, like a low-hanging fruit way to say get over it when in reality, I think there's so many more nuances to it than that. And to discount that, unless this is a very clean cut theoretical scenario, to discount that is just kind of, uh, it's not very productive, right? Because it's just like, listen, it's the male ego. You're gonna have to learn to get over that. You gotta face yourself, there's a mirror, right? Fine, absolutely correct. But at the same time, that's how it can be very self-destructive. We're built, we're built in with these things in order for us to have survival tactics right like we need to know what are we willing to tolerate what are we willing to deal with what are the things that we're willing to put ourselves into right because as many for every 10 times that a woman is completely platonic with the man that's her best friend and she's had sex with in the past i guarantee there's at least one time where that person revisits that has sex with them and now we're dealing with infidelity issues so you have to weigh those situations out and you have to know all right is it worth the risk if it's worth the risk, fine, absolutely. If you love this person, fine, absolutely. If you feel like there's value here, fine, absolutely. But don't be stupid, right? Like, having an ego is one thing. Being completely 
being stupid and ignoring warning signs is an entirely different thing. And I think, I to, like I said, oh. to kind of treat it as a low-hanging fruit scenario and saying, all right, it's easy to blame the male ego. Not necessarily true. Let's figure out the entire situation before we say that, you know? Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, Look, what if you, you agree? You agree she tells you three weeks, you love you like her. Four months, you love her, right? Either or, right? You agree. So the boyfriend, the best friends in the life. You have no problem with that. You you cool with each other. They kick it. They even spend time together. There's no problem. You cool with that because your relationship is going the way you want to. But what if she calls you and says, hey, I'm going to spend a night over at Frank's house. Like, would that, would that be okay? That's her best friend. Yeah. Drink. At that point, it yes. Must, I like, mean, what, you, yes. you have to accept it. You put you yourself have, in that scenario. 100%. Exactly. You, you have to that say that yes, point. no problem. Yeah. It's, it's, it should be it shouldn't be any problem because you're accepting them and their relationship for what it is. Yeah. And not only that, you're accepting the risks that come along with it. Yeah. Here's the re- the reality is if somebody wants to cheat, yeah. they're gonna fucking cheat. They're gonna fuck. They're gonna cheat. It doesn't matter yeah. what you do. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. Okay. They're gonna cheat. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. You can't stop somebody from doing something. That's why I agree with what Justice said. You wouldn't even put yourself in there. I'm. Personally, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I don't I don't have comfort in my life. If there's something uncomfortable, I'm not comfortable with having it in my life because I have that option, right? I'm not going to make a problem when it doesn't agree. Now, if it's no problem and I'm cutting this this and it's part of me loving her, then I then that's different. But if I see if it makes me uncomfortable, then why would I why would I personally put myself in a situation that just constantly makes me uncomfortable? Right. It's like that's what I mean from the get go. It's like setting yourself up for failure by even giving you th- that level of transparency without having enough in the bank to, to, to draw from. Like, you know, what I mean, like like she, if she if she makes sure without a shadow of a doubt that she is your man under any you can't there's no doubt. So you can say, go, go ski with him, go spend the weekend. I don't care. Then that's a different scenario. But if you never have that time to develop, then it's, 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 because, it's just going to be naturally uncomfortable. And you and yes, you are setting yourself up because she might, in a moment of weakness, we have an argument. I'm somewhat of a jerk. Sometimes I'm hard to get along with. We get in an argument. Okay, now she goes and boohoo's to her best friend. Best friend comes through because some reason he stays perpetually single. You feel me? <laughs> like, like I mean, like you know what I'm saying like so. I mean, like you know, it's 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 a lot. Like what I'm saying is, it's hard enough to get on a one-on-one with a level with somebody in general. For you to add another person to the scenario makes it much, much harder for you to get to that comfort level because everybody has defense mechanisms. Everybody has it because in order to function in life, you got to protect yourself emotionally, physically, financially. All of these things need protection. So you're not going to open up yourself to be attacked or wounded. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And you're you're right. I, and I agree with that. Um, I think what we... Not to to get too far into the minutia, into the you know the hypotheticals, but just in a in a to be general, um, I think we do have to again check ourselves on certain things. I mean, you're not you can't control people. That's just what we cannot do. And to live your life in a state of constant fear, um, and uh, let me not say constant fear, but in a state of fear of what they may do or what they may not, isn't going to be productive. So 
if you have accepted this relationship with that person and this is the baggage that comes with that person, these are their bags, then help them unpack and then let that be. But don't constantly, you know, oh man, I'm not sure what's going to pop out this bag. I'm not sure what's going to pop out that. Just like, just know. And then when you're presented with a scenario, then now you have the information you have to make an informed consent um, decision on, okay, either I stay and deal with it or I decide this is not what I want and I go. But you, you to, to, to do that back and forth and if this and if that, that's, it's, it's a lot. And there's no, there's no way that you can kind of, kind of figure that out. Um, so, and and I guess that goes back to like I said, what we've been talking about about the emotional, um, emotional piece and and just how we get attached to to people. And that's why I wanted um, to women. That's why I wanted to bring that scenario up because it's like, okay, we're talking about um, maturity in that aspect and understanding how to love. And then when we're looking at it from a standpoint as men, okay, this is the person that I, I love, but to see them love somebody else in a platonic way that could also sleep with them, then you start having those, those battles of insecurity that we have to deal with. Mm. Um, and that's not going to be in every scenario because there's not every woman that has a, a straight male best friend. Um, you know, but they, these are real life scenarios. Like I said, I am... I can speak for, you know, several females. Like I'm a best friend to them, so and I know those those conversations of, nah, I can't tell my dude because he ain't gonna, nah, he ain't having that. And so now I'm meeting dude, and I'm like, so he still don't know, huh? Like I, I mean, we hadn't fucked in like you know years. I mean, since college and shit. But you, like, I feel uncomfortable because ain't nothing been said. And now, and I know how, I mean, it's just, it's just a weird space. Um, see, it goes I, to the, you know, like you said, tying it to the emotional maturity that I don't think there are a lot of men for whatever reasons. And, and, you know, maybe all of you can speak to this as males, but there just seems to be this underlying issue that most men really don't believe that men and women can be platonic friends. It's like there's always because I've had this conversation with other men and they constantly say, you know, oh, he, you know, he ain't your friend. He really he just trying to smash every time, every time. Well, it's never. A I think I think I think we believe it. I think we believe it less if you've already had sex with them. Right. I'm just saying, like, but I'm saying, Josh, I'm saying in general before just outside of this whole conversation, best friend relationship or whatever, I'm saying just in general, just having conversations about men and women being platonic friends. It's never a, yeah. a, on the male's perspective. I never get a, a positive reaction with that. Like men just don't believe it. Like that's not possible. You know, it's, it's well, a, I, I, I have platonic female friends, well, so I definitely believe yeah. it. But the thing, is, the thing is about it is that, I'll, I'll be honest, my tonic female friends I've never had sex with because I've already made the decision that they weren't anybody I would want to have sex with, right? Like, and they, they didn't want to have sex with me or whatever. Like, we already mutually kind of came to that energy understanding. So, I, and And the other thing, too, is, you know, we're, we're, focused, we're focused on a men. But, I, I'll, you know, I had a scenario, dated a woman for a long time. For, well, I said a long time. We, we were together for about two years. And she was adamant, adamant 
that it was impossible for me to have any female friends, whether I'd slept with them or not. Because if I, if I had female friends, then I was obviously looking to, to mess around with them. Right. And, and that, that relationship, it, didn't, uh... that, it, it, you know, it, it didn't last because of the distrust issue. But the, the point is, it comes down to, you know, trust. And like I said, I said, you know, that had gone, I had that happened to me literally with my, with my ex-wife when we first got together. But it was kind of funny. And when I say funny, because he was leaning on my ex, my ex-wife, ask my ex-wife, you know, actually relationship questions, because he was trying to get with a get with another woman and he didn't know how to approach her. So it was like kind of a kind of a weird whole weird dynamic. But the point the point is 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 you know there there's yeah there's a lot it, many many shades of gray on how to approach it and how how everybody interacts as as couples and and everything and it boils down to having equal levels of of trust and equal levels of emotional maturity and how you look at things. But see, this I is think why he I... came up with the best solution. And, and that solution was just meet the person. True. Yeah. Just meet, 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 meet the person. Uh, like meet them. Meet them because the unknown is the most scary thing. Meet them. Absolutely. Right. right. And if, if you meet them in person, you're like, you know what? I could probably beat this guy up. Then you're going to feel a lot better. He turns out to be like 6'5 and, and, and look crazy, Bill. You might feel a little worse. You know what I mean? But see, this ties into, you know, the whole friendship thing of men being able to, you know, be vulnerable and emotional and that most men do turn to female counterparts in order to express themselves emotionally. So it's like, you know, how can we, how can we find this new paradigm of equality? Because women can depend on women, but men don't really depend on men. They depend on women. But then if the woman doesn't really fulfill his emotional needs, sometimes he turns into this huge misogynist. You know, because it's like, well, she wasn't there for me, you know, and just all women are shit, you know, because you're depending on a woman to fulfill those emotional needs. But at the same time, it's like, but y'all can't believe that we could just be friends. And I feel like if more men believe that women can just be friends, we could be an outlet strictly for that, you know, to be someone to talk to, someone to vent to, you know, along with your male friends and there'd be nothing involved. But you know, then you've got this whole stigma of, well, every dude is trying to smash every woman that he speaks to. Like, really? Come on. You know, why can't a friend be a friend, regardless if you're male or female? Period. You know, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about, about men being able to be emotionally vulnerable with a, their male friend or their female friend and not rely so heavily on the female friend, you know? Yeah, and you know, to piggyback off of that, what we have to do is we is really a, a byproduct of colonization. Um we have to decolonize how we interact with one another, how we interact sexually, um, with the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever. We have to, to, to 
to really undergo a true decolonization process because a lot of these issues that we have are a byproduct of just that whole system of thinking. And until we we fully dive into that and um, dissect it, we're going to still have these, you know, outlier issues. But, you know, it's, it's conversations like this, it's opportunities like this that allow us to really dive in and, and look at, okay, what we can do um, on a micro and a macro level to to start fixing some of the ills that plague our society, to start looking at, you know, some, some of the paradigms that need to shift and understanding, okay, you know what? We do do it this way. That may not necessarily make the, the greatest sense from a mentally healthy um, um, standpoint. So let's go ahead and start, you know, dissecting and diving in and understanding how do we break this down and how do we rewrite some of the, um, the, the processes that we can be healthier individuals in a holistic way. You know, we have so many people who are, who are starting to be um, aware of different modalities out here. Let's go ahead and continue that conversation with podcasts like this, with um, other podcasts out here, other talks, just, you know, like what Josh is talking about, you know, they, they get together every month or so to sit and talk about their um, the issues and just, just have real conversations. We need to continue to do more of these things so yeah, that we, awesome. you know, so that way we can build as men and we can, we can truly grow and evolve as men. Um, and it's one of the things that I want to continue. And I, I want to really stress everybody on this podcast to, to make sure you are doing and, and, and do a little bit more that we can help other brothers out here who may be struggling with that. So, but I definitely want to, um, cause we, we need to wrap oh, this up. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but I oh. definitely want to appreciate, uh, thank everybody for joining us. Yes. Um, you guys were fucking awesome. I really appreciate like Amazing. the in-depthness of the conversation and the fact that you guys were able to be, um, transparent, you know, and it was, it's, it's really refreshing. Um, so I want to give everybody the opportunity to kind of, again, tell everybody who they are, um, you know, plug anything you want to plug. If you got a business, if you got a web page, if you have, you know, whatever it is, just make sure you plug, let the people know how to find you, um, any events you're doing, anything of that nature, man. Just just put it out there because we want to make sure we're supporting you and our, our listeners and our followers um, support you. So. Um, let's start with James and then we can kind of go from there. All right. Well, thank you for having me. This was my first real podcast and I enjoyed it. Very intelligent and in-depth conversation. And, uh, for those of you who are listening, I'm a business owner. I do kitchen and bath design. I own Hudson Valley kitchen design in Orange County, New York. So if you're in need of a kitchen, look us up and we'll be happy to help you. How far do you travel out, James? Uh, we focus primarily on a tri-state area. Tri-state meaning uh, New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Okay. So uh, some work in some work in Manhattan for the for the right projects. You know that's not that's not common, but we definitely do go go that far. Excellent, excellent. But um, but yeah, so that's where y'all can find us at Royalty 
uh, dot in the flesh. Uh, so, so what, but what I do is I, I do, um, I'm a social media specialist. I also do videography, photography. I'm a freelancer. I do, I do a whole lot of stuff. I'm also a drone pilot. So I shoot for a lot of, uh, films and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, y'all could, uh, find us on there. We might have to holler at you, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> really? media trip. Yes, for real. Okay. Yeah, we just had All that right. combo. Like, like we got to make that happen. Um, okay. so, yeah, Did we'll definitely talk to you. Say that. Yeah, I think. Um, Shake, can you go ahead? Let the people know how to find you, brother. It's Shake. <laughs> it's Shake on all social media. Shake dot nine one six nine on Instagram. Shake nine one six nine on Twitter. Uh, my podcast is called the Anti Whack Podcast. Uh, just uh, talk about current events, uh, uh, nationality, um, love and intelligence, uh, Bitcoin, just anything. The, oh, yeah, the, the French, yeah, the French topics that that don't get touched on. You know, uh, I like to touch on that, and uh, you know, and just anything to build community. I'm very advocate of making sure that we taking care of each other and not asking for handouts. So. Check in with me. Um, I'm available anywhere. I'm always available to talk and build. Justin, I want to work with you because we share some of a lot of the same philosophy. So okay. let's let's make something happen. Okay, most done. Let's uh, let's let's get each other's uh, contacts after this. Hit me on the Instagram shake dot nine one six nine. Shake We'll make sure we'll make sure you guys get everybody information. Um, but like I said, I want to definitely um, thank everybody for coming on, for being a part of it. I, I Like I said, I really appreciate all of you uh, for taking this time out. And again, you guys know how to find us. It's Lust Lies Libido at Gmail if you have any um, questions. Um, check us out on Instagram at Lust underscore Lies underscore Libido. We also have the Facebook page. We have the Lust Lies Libido Facebook group. So we're here. Definitely hit us up um, yes. and partake in this conversation. Do your part. You know, live your truth, but do your part. Yes. Thank you, guys. You guys were awesome. Thank you. I want to say thank you myself. Thank you. It was a pleasure speaking to each of you. And, um, you know, maybe we can do something like this again. But thank you for giving and sharing your time. It was great. All love. Thank question. you. When is, when is this episode going to air? Hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that once I pause. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, you ain't had to get off yet. <laughs> but um, this is my another bad, episode. I'm gonna leave that shit in the recording too. Yeah. This is another episode of Lust Lies and Libido. This is your boy Trip. And this your girl Kiki. Until the next time. Peace. Bye. This has been another episode of Lust Lies and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings.